Hey everybody, this is Davis over at the CFG and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. So if you like what the interviews that we uh, do with the, with our amazing guests, give us a thumbs up or subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can go to either our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com to check out all the awesome interviews, or you can just go check out, uh, listen to it on any podcast services out there. Uh, today, my guest lends her voice in a lot of video games and anime roles. She is known uh, to have played Pain Wheel in Skullgirls, Amira Sharid and Faith in the Monster Camp 1 and 2 series, Gwen in Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and so much more. I would like to welcome Danielle McRae to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me for the show. Yes, I'm really glad that we are able to get this. I mean, I know that, like I said, I know we've been kind of marathoning it, but I'm glad that we're finally, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm definitely finally glad I'm able to talk to you again. So that's really cool. So I'll be talking to you again. Yeah. So how's that? Like, uh, how's, how's, uh, uh, how how's the how's the weather been uh, been for you? Like, has it been pretty like? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, you're not in, like I'm thinking Dallas. Like, I'm thinking the winter storms that we got <laughs> here a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I'm already in that mode. It's crazy <laughs> over there. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like, uh, well, my AC. Well, I live in Texas, and mm-hmm. uh, my heater, my heater broke when that happened. <gasps> no. So. Yeah, I had to get a space heater, and uh, <laughs> that was a uh, a fun two days of just like huddling up with like all like like two two like two freaking sheets and just trying to stay warm as possible oh, wow. but yeah that was a, a i'm sorry you're broke during that that's all good it's like uh, it's all good like I, you know it's why it, it kind of motivated me to be like you know what that's it i need to go find a house i'm done with apartment yeah <laughs> so, so but uh we'll go with it but i'm really glad that i'm able to geek out with you today yeah. uh so let's get this yeah let's get this party started um so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself like who is daniel mccray and uh what have you what what got you into voice acting um so I, growing up as a kid, I uh, loved watching a lot of cartoons growing up, Saturday morning cartoons. And I would just like wake up early, like five, six in the morning, just to binge watch and uh, watch a whole bunch of cartoons. And so um, I always wondered, you know, there's somebody somewhere recording these voices for these characters. These characters just don't have these voices on their own. Someone's, you know, behind the scenes, behind the microphone, just recording for these characters. And so I was really interested in that world. And then fast forward to when I was in my teens and uh, my dad, uh, he uh, decided to get me this Super Nintendo because he uh, was looking at me play with my dolls and everything. And I just didn't know how to play it them right. It would be like Sid from Toy Story and kind of take them apart and make a whole new toy. So he oh gave me God. this. Yeah, he didn't like it. He was like, what are you doing? So he got me this. That is, <laughs> yeah. That is the signs of a serial killer. It's See, that's there. scary. That's really scary to think about. So he's like, yeah, let me give you this Super Nintendo. Hopefully you don't take this apart. And I played Mario on there. And then I just got into that's a whole different story and it's on how I got into video games but I really got into voice acting through Saturday morning cartoons and then I told my mom when I was younger hey I want to do this voice recording thing it sounds really cool someone's probably making money doing this all the people that are doing these voices and cartoons and she was pretty much telling me that's you know it's cute and everything but I don't think that's an actual job you should probably look for something that's a lot more sustainable so 
And fast forward to college, I took a lot of theater classes um, because back then I was taking computer animation classes for character design. And uh, my ADD just could not. <laughs> At some point, I, just, <laughs> I had to stop. And then I took theater. A, few, a friend of mine told me, if you really want to get into voice acting, you should probably look into taking some theater because, you know, theater and voice acting come hand in hand uh, when it comes to creating characters. And so then I uh, went with a friend in LA. We did a workshop called Bang Zoom, this Bang Zoom workshop. And it was directed by Tony Oliver. And then I found out later on that the casting director, um, Mami Okada, who was in charge of holding the first workshops, she was kind of looking for more people to uh, kind of come in to the audition roster for their studio just to kind of, you know, try out the equipment just to see if they're ready to handle professional anime dubs and video games, stuff like that. And it took about two classes and uh, the director of the class pulled me aside and said, hey, I think you're ready to record. I can't really promise you anything, but I can promise that I could take you to the studio. We can have a general audition where you can try out certain characters that have already been fleshed out and recorded and already. And about a few months later, start, things started happening. I went into League of Legends. I got cast in League of Legends. And then a month after that, it was World of Warcraft. And then a month after that was Skullgirls. And then the rest was history. <laughs> That's a that's really cool. That's a really cool. That's a really cool uh, uh, story. I, I love I love hearing like the, these kind of stories from from individuals. It's always something new and something different. Um, but like, uh, uh, what was the show? That, like you're saying, like you got you were really interested in the background that you you felt like some, that was, it was a job in itself when you were listening to the cartoon the cartoons that you were watching. Like, mm-hmm. was there a show or a game that inspired you? To get into the VA world itself specifically, or was it just like a, seri- a series of cartoons and stuff? It was uh, like a that, series that of, into it. oh my gosh, it was a series of cartoons, but I think growing up, the one that resonated with me the most was old the old school Thundercats, and <laughs> I loved Hitara's voice, especially as my favorite character growing up, and I thought, okay, someone is recording for her. Someone is lending their voice for her. I don't think she's, she just became animated, and all of a sudden, she got this voice on her own. Somebody is in the background creating her voice and recording for her. Um, and then for video games, it really got me kind of really interested in video games or recording was uh, Metal Gear Solid, the very first one. Uh-oh. And when I heard mm-hmm. David Hayter and Jennifer Hale, I'm like, oh, wow, this is very cinematic for its time. And I was like, okay, I really want to get into this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know Jennifer. Hale. I didn't know that was Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale played uh, who? Meryl or oh, she Sniper played uh, Naomi Campbell. Oh, Camp was it? Not Campbell. Was it Naomi? Naomi. I'll just say Naomi. I'll say Campbell because that's the model. Oh yeah. But um. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got the Naomi's mixed up. But she plays Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. oh. Okay. She was the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just I said Naomi about. Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by default though come on to be fair though by default there's just names that you just know that just it's just like peanut butter and jelly and yep. naomi campbell is one of them definitely so that, that it, that's yeah cool. this is true <laughs> <laughs> oh man so like uh what uh it just uh like uh, it, it's funny because when you're saying that you're just watching cartoons as a kid for hours i'm like man like i don't know how old you are but like were you or were you old enough where it was just like the cartoon block saturday morning <gasps> six o'clock to six o'clock in the morning to 12, <laughs> 12 in the afternoon. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> just, that was a time. And then oh. you had like, I know that was, this wasn't in the block, but like 
Street Sharks and then Biker Mice from Mars, all those, Darkwing Duck, like, oh my God. all of those made me want to really consider, like, is this actually a job? And there's a lot of cartoons out there, so I'm like, maybe there, maybe it is a job, and maybe someone's doing it from their garage with a lot of voice actors. And I just got much, I got way more interested as more cartoons are coming out, and I'm like, I want to do this, but I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I was like seven or eight when I was thinking about this. I was really young, and I was like, how do I? How do? How how does this work? Pretty much. <laughs> You sound like you had like like a you have a like a logical frame of mind even at a young age though because it's just like the last thing I'm thinking of at seven or eight isn't like oh I wonder who this person is in the background yeah of, uh, you know who's the voices of that that is that is so cool though <laughs> yeah because like all my friends back then would be like okay these characters you know there's no human voicing them they're voiced by they're they're their own voice like there's no voice recorder or whatever there's nobody mm. acting and there's no person in a studio recording for them you're you're ruining the illusion it's like no there's somebody behind there it's like stop it <laughs> so, it's pretty much like, it's like that <laughs> it's like did you listen to uh, rob paulson the other day it's like it's like oh no no it's like oh no it's like ninja turtles it's like that's what you're talking about Raphael, oh, ninja not, turtles, not yeah. Rob paulson. yeah <laughs> that's cool and uh getting into uh voice acting uh seems like a tough career to get into i mean is there something you you, you knew now you know now that you wish that you have known when first getting in um there's a lot of things one of them <laughs> Um, I will say um, when I was younger, I was like, okay, I'm black. They're not going to want to hire me because I'm black. And if I could tell my young self what I know now, it's like, that doesn't matter. I know that now is a time where things are changing, but back then it wasn't progressive. It was, there were a lot of things happening, but I thought more about, well, they're not going to cast me because of my race. And it's like, I wish I could tell myself if I had the chance to tell myself when I was younger, just have fun. And if you really want to do this, this is a this is a struggle. This is a hustle, but just keep doing it. Have fun doing it, and don't worry. People say about you. Just have as much fun as you possibly can. You know, it's actually kind of weird. It's actually funny. It's funny when I was actually talk, wanting to talk to you. Uh, talk to you. I was like, I was kind of struggling in between this of wanting to ask you this, but I kind of want to. Oh, go <laughs> I'm ahead. sorry to, to kind of go into it, but because like. Uh, uh, like I've heard this before about like you know being black. I mean black voice acting in, in general. And to me on the outside world, I was like, man, it must have been really, really tough to do that at, at a certain age. Now it seems like it's not as bad, nowhere near as bad as what it was like you know 15, 20 years ago. But when I started yeah. talking, I've talked to several other voice actors, and then just the trials and and, uh, uh, and uh, they're telling me some crazy stories, and I was just thinking, man, like the struggle must have been really real because it's. Uh, uh, but like, like, did, did like, did you ever experience any levels of being like, you know, typecasted because of because of being black, or was it just? Uh, it, do you think it was just like, just it was? Uh, it just wasn't. It wasn't a chance to. Uh, you felt like you didn't have a good chance to do it when you were when you kind of had that mentality. So, and that's that's a great question. I have a lot of friends who have been there, black, and they have been typecast when they first started. But for me, I was kind of expecting it just because I'm like during the time it's like yeah if they're gonna hire me they're gonna typecast me and I never really had that um mm -hmm. but I can I can definitely sympathize with people who have they started out years and years ago 
um, and they've just been typecast and they want to break that mold and they want to do more, more things and like take more risks. And they're not allowed to because back then their race played a huge factor. And now it's like, you could just play like Zena Robinson and Anaris, like they're great examples of them just playing and they're just smashing the mold. And Crushing they, it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I know, like uh, uh, AJ Beckles is an up and comer too, and I'm just yeah. thinking, like, man, these like yeah, these cats are definitely uh, 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 proving themselves. And I don't know, I don't know if you know uh, a guy. Uh, his name is uh, Bill Butts. Um, I he's love been around him. Too I love Bill bit. Butts. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, that dude is just packed full of energy and stuff. He's just all over the place, but he's just so awesome. But yeah, he was just telling me like. Yeah, he just said like, oh, it's like uh, he hated it when he went to places. He's like, it's like, oh, can you talk, sound more urban? And I'm like, oh no, it's like that must be that must feel very very annoying <laughs> just yeah. to even hear just to hear. It's it <laughs> it was very annoying just getting auditions for commercials, and they'll mm. say we are looking for this urban streetwise kind of read, and it's like you can't help but cringe because it's like really like urban and streetwise <laughs> and every single audition that you get, like when you're black, like it's always urban and come on, there's no other shades of come on. But yeah. <laughs> now it's gotten a lot better. I don't see the word urban anymore and auditions. I'm like, okay, thank God. <laughs> Cause it was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that's uh, I, I definitely, uh, yeah, definitely understand, but dang, but, no, but definitely good for you though. I'm definitely glad. Yeah. Glad uh, you get you have a bit more opportunities and stuff. So that's cool. And, uh, and, uh, and I uh, like, I, I've also like, I mean, just, just in the world of voice acting, just after, ever since I started this series itself of uh, pop culture jobs, like I've heard stories about voice actors, not even knowing like that they were hired for a part until they got in the booth itself. It's like, have you ever experienced anything like that firsthand? Yeah. Yeah. That happens <laughs> so many times. It's like, you're, you're getting hired for something. Like, I think that that happened um, in a lot of, well, not a lot, but a, a few occasions. Um, I got hired for this job back in the day. This is for detective Pikachu. And, I was expecting, you know, if this game were to be dubbed, okay, I'd probably get an audition for it. But they just hired me on the spot and said, hey, come on in. They didn't even tell me what the, the name of the game was. They just told me. I think it was, like, cooking. It was, it was a weird, like, is a weird, what do you call it? Like a... Like NBA, a code? Yeah, code, a code name? name, yeah. So it was, like, mm-hmm. a cooking simulator. I forgot what it was. And I'm like, oh, cool, okay. So I came in the next day. And I see the director, and then when I see the director, I see all this, like, Pikachu and, like, Pokemon plushies all over the studio. And I'm like, okay, either this studio realizes Pokemon or I'm actually working on a Pokemon job. And I'm like, yeah, um, so here's a part for you. Um, you're going to play this boy, and he's trying to train to be a Pokemon master. And no pressure. And so I'm like, okay. And I go in the booth, and I see about eight or seven or eight people in the other side of the glass. And then they're all like... Oh, Kanbate, do your best. And I'm like, what did I just walk into? And then when I get to the <laughs> mic, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're recording for uh, this game called Detective Pikachu. It's a little unknown game from a little unknown, with a little unknown character named Pikachu. And I'm like, you can't do that. Because <laughs> 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 I love on so much. And I'm like, you can't do that. 
And it was fun. Oh my god! But it, that does uh, happen. Like they'll just they'll bring you in for certain jobs, like, and they won't have you audition for it, and you won't even know what you're recording for until you're in the booth. And sometimes they will tell you what the name of the game is. A lot of times they won't. But it's an I mean, adventure. Is there, is there a reason why? Do, do you do you have an idea, or is there like a, is there a logical reason on why they would decide to not you know tell the people who are contributing their voices into what the uh, into the projects why they're not what, what they're what they're getting into yeah so in the beginning i didn't understand why they did that but now i understand so there was a story back in uh, 2000 it was whenever resident evil 5 was about to come out there was an actor that got cast in one of the roles i forgot what he was cast as he went to his imdb after he was done recording and i I'm, I figured he signed an NDA to not speak or say anything about this game. He goes to his IMDb and he like lists the character or characters that he was recording for this game. And then Capcom saw that and were like, hey, take that down. I don't know if he was slapped with a lawsuit or anything, but it, he knew exactly what he was recording for. And I think after that was when the code name thing started happening and a lot of times we as actors don't know what we're recording for. It goes a game that I recorded for uh, last year. Was it earlier this? No, it was earlier this year. It was, it was last. Yeah, it was last year. I'm getting the years mixed up. <laughs> and I don't know to this day what this game is. And I they do it for security reasons because they don't want that one person to announce what the game is. And it's a whole bunch of, it's a very complicated thing with, when it comes to letting us know but the name of these think, games. Yeah, but you would think that like the NDA would be like enough to say like, oh yeah, you can't don't talk about it, can't don't announce it or what or yeah. whatnot. But, but but like you're in the situation where you, you said you don't even know the name of the game that you're into <laughs> yet. So that it's like it's like I don't know. It's like yeah, yeah, I work. It's like where'd you work at? I have no idea, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just like, who knows what's going to come out? We just see your voice on like a random game like Madden or something. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think so. another reason, like another thing I've noticed too is when a game comes out, some actors don't even know they even did the voice for it because they never got the name of the game. So they're like, wait, I was in that? It's like, yeah, they had that code name to go off of, but they had no idea what they were actually recording for. And it's like, <laughs> that explains that. They just don't know. They we are so kept in the dark. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you would think that you would be the one. You would be like you know near the top of what you're doing, but it's like wow, it's surprising when when I when I was told like oh yeah, like I like uh I forgot who I talked to. One of them talked. There was a person that said that they thought that they, they were like the understudy just in case of the main one. Like apparently for one of the projects. So he but they were he was still doing the lines. Mm-hmm. He didn't know until the end of the project that he was the main dude until it was like. Oh, okay. It's like it's wow. like uh, it's just so weird. That's it, just so weird to me. It's uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then again, uh, I guess re- being a VA is an is an unconventional <laughs> job too. So it is, <laughs> but it's fun. It sounds fun. It's and, a uh, lot of fun. It is a yeah, lot of yeah, fun. Def- <laughs> and uh i know like one of your uh your dream goals was to be one like be in a final fantasy game and uh when you had the opportunity to be in the final fantasies uh in final fantasy 7 remake like i want to know like how emotional was it or like what was the level of like fangirlism that you had there on it and uh and like what was the story behind it like like what got like what how did you get into it uh get in it 
So that's definitely a story. Um, I hope you have a drink I pulled up or got, I hope you have a drink and a snack. Cause there's definitely a story Uh-oh. as to how I definitely got the fall well, by seven thing happened. So to answer your question, yeah, I was a hundred percent fangirling and I had to kind of suppress that. And it was really hard to, but it, this, okay. So we're going to go back to when Final Fantasy seven had their first trailer, when they had the whole remake on there, we're going to go back there. Um, all the way back. And there was a studio that I was working with for a while. And um, I was thinking, hey, I wonder if they're going to take it because they work on a lot of Square Enix like related properties. So I go and I email the casting director and I'm like, hey, um, if you acquire, happen to acquire Final Fantasy VII, you know, as like a dubbing, like you license the dub or whatever, I would be more than happy to audition for a character or two. And so I didn't hear back. And I didn't hear back until I think it was a year before the game was going to come out where our director said, hey, um, so are you available on this day at this time to come into our studio and work on this Union AAA game? And I'm like, and, and the funny thing was she, uh, this director, she replied onto the same email that I sent her years ago, years back when the first remake trailer came out. And she replied back and I'm like, okay, this can't be anything else. But seven, there's no other. Why would she attach it to this? Who knows how many year old email they sent to her? And she's like, yeah, okay. And I told her, yeah, I'm okay. I'm available to come in this day. And so she's like, okay, cool. So she didn't tell me the name of the character or what I was doing. She gave me this code name. I'm like, okay, it's big. This is a big game. And I was still thinking, okay, it's got to be Final Fantasy seven. And so a close friend of mine, I was talking to her for a while and I was like kind of telling her, hey, um, do you know about this code name? And she's like, wait, what are you talking about? It's like, uh, so I got this uh, email from this casting director and she wanted me to come up with this code name game. And I'm, I asked her, are you, are, are you possibly on this game? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you have any idea what it is? Because she recorded it. And I'm like, do you have any idea? She's like, I can't tell you that. It's like, she's like, but I think you're going to be excited. I'm like, okay. So then I go in the next week to record for this game. And the director, um, he was really nice and ta- sweet to me. And he was talking to me about this character, about this game a little bit. And they're being very vague as to what this game actually was. They showed me the character art for my character. And I'm like, oh, we're, we're at that stage. Okay. So I'm looking at this character art. And I'm like, she looks really cool. And... Um, then the director finishes talking to me about this character. They walk me into the booth. I'm getting set up. Um, everything on the audio and everything is getting set up. And I hear the director over the microphone, over the speaker saying, oh, uh, so I hope you're ready for this script. Because they gave me, they usually, when we record, they give us a script like the moment we get there. We have no idea what we're going to do. We just record this script and we go kind of like an assembly line, line by line by line. And we don't know what we're recording for. And I was looking over the script and I'm like, wait a minute. I see uh, three familiar names here. I see Tifa, I see Cloud, and I see Shinra. This can't be anything else. And so I think the director knew I was like kind of getting a little excited because I had this stupid smile on my face. It was big smile on my face and I'm like <laughs> I, I can't I, I knew it 
but I, I, I didn't want to be right, kind of. So they said, oh, um, so this is for Final Fantasy VII. Um, have fun. You're going to kill it. And I'm like, and then they told me, yes, yeah, she's a side character. So you have fun. And I'm like, you, you, you can't do that. that. That's a huge game. You can't just have fun. So we're recording for it. And um, the entire time, like, I was trying to stay focused while recording for this character. But the fangirl was high. It was a little too high. Uh, and um, it was when we were done recording and I signed the paperwork to not talk about anything. And um, I said goodbye to the engineer and the director. I went to the bathroom and just stayed there for a half an hour or so, just cried in the bathroom stall, just cried in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. Like, I did that. Um, yeah, it was really emotional. It was a very emotional experience. And it's something that I... I, I I don't I no words I have no words for that <laughs> except wow <laughs> <laughs> like I mean like after even even like I guess the bigger thing would be to like you know keep it keeping it away like like NDA you know for how long how long did you have to hold it as a secret I think it was almost I think it might have been almost a, no it wasn't almost a year it was like almost I think it was almost half a year had to sit on the NDA and I was checking the Square Enix Twitter and Facebook uh, accounts on the daily. Cause it's cause I was like, when is this game coming out? I want to see this character. Like I want to see how much they changed their other. And, and I was just curious and I would play the game regardless. I was like that camp. Or if I was in the game, I was saying when I was younger, I wouldn't mind if I was like a soldier that just died in the battlefield and no one saw them or, or so I was, I was in that camp. Um, mm-hmm. So to play a side character like that, just to play anybody in that universe is that's amazing and very mind blowing. Just being a part of it. I mean, just in general, I mean, yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. I, bet I can definitely only imagine, Well, wow, that's, that is so crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy, <laughs> but that, that, that's awesome that, that, uh, that you, that you got to experience that. Um, and uh, clearly then, I mean, Final Fantasy has a special place in your heart. It does. <laughs> so, it really does. <laughs> That uh, do so, you have do you have oh I'm sorry oh no, no go ahead sorry about that <laughs> oh no, no 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 I was just wondering like I was just wondering like if you had like like uh I was just gonna ask if you had like a favorite in the series itself uh, so, in, uh, that surprisingly I have nine is my all time favorite because that got out, got me out of a really dark period in my life but seven is the very first Final Fantasy I started off with. Um, and um, that was thanks to my late dad. He was like, hey, um, have you heard of Final Fantasy? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, let's go to the store and pick this pick a Final Fantasy game. Like, he just didn't know anything about it. He's like, let's just go to, like, GameStop and pick up a game. And it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I'm like, this looks cool. I just I was, like, telling him, whatever has the coolest case, uh, I'll pick it. And so I picked seven <laughs> and he's like, okay, uh-huh. well have fun. I know nothing, but have fun. It's like, thanks. So I have to thank my dad for that. <laughs> like, pick whatever, like he was talking about Final Fantasy. He's like, I don't know. I heard guys at work talking about this Final Fantasy thing. You want to go see if like, there's a Final Fantasy game in this game store. And I'm like, okay, that's really <laughs> random, but okay, let's go. And I don't regret making that like, getting that game and playing it multiple times <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting though like uh like d- your dad kind of instigated you into getting like not instigated but really got you into gaming itself and everything like 
<laughs> it's like was he like was he a gamer himself or like what did he just want you like did he just want you to try new things because it's pretty interesting that he yeah i think of- my dad did that just to get me to stop breaking toys um because <laughs> i would just take a doll apart or a jerry joe apart and make a whole new toy he's like you need to stop doing that we got to get you something where you can't destroy it so i think he was he he wasn't a gamer he just wanted me to stop breaking things <laughs> But, um, yeah, he had this whole thing when I was younger where he was telling me, okay, I'll get you this Super Nintendo and a few games. Um, I'll keep checking on you just in case you don't break the system or, like, the cartridges, however like, how, however you can break that. And he would just see, if, like, okay, if you like this, I'll get you more games. If you don't like it or see you breaking something, I'm taking it back. And we're going to have to figure out something else to get you because I can't have you breaking any more toys than I buy for you. <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, it's fun. He's like, that's not fun. If I'm, if I'm buying it, it's not fun. So um, <laughs> that's kind of how that started. So I, <laughs> I really do thank my dad for kind of introducing me to that world and the video mm-hmm. game world and everything. And when I did get that part in Final Fantasy VII, he's like, oh, you got that part in the game that I got you years and years ago? And he's like, it was a remake, though. He's like, it doesn't matter. That's that's big. And he got really excited about it. And he told some of his friends at work about it. And um, I'm going to try to be no- emotional about this because I did lose him last month. Um, he, he um, I do thank him mostly for my career because I think... I was already interested into in voice acting and when I was watching cartoons, but I think when I started playing video games and they had, you know, you, you play stuff like FF10 or, you know, stuff with voice acting in it, it's, it's like a whole different thing rather than, you know, playing games with text space. And that's not bad. Either one is not bad. But when I first started hearing voices in games is when I was like, thank you, dad, for introducing me to this because now I really want to get into voice acting. And he kind of was behind me in the beginning, like, like, I wanted to do this professionally. He's like, well, you go do it. And I did it. And he was like, I don't think he expected it to get as, you know, I don't, I can't find the words, but I think, I don't think he, he realized how much of a job or profession voice acting really was, but I do thank him for that. (laughs) I I do thank him for getting me into um, the whole video game realm and everything. Oh wow, that's cool. Well, that, that that's awesome. Like, especially if you have family support like that, it makes it even better, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. And I, yeah, and I am so sorry for your loss on that. I didn't I had no idea on it, but uh, but uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, like overall, though, I mean, just like the, just it just so it definitely so I can, now I can understand why Final Fantasy is very special to you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, to you itself. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I've like uh, like just like amongst like I think I think my own personal opinion, like nine is one of the most underrated uh, games that, in my opinion. I think it's it the, really I think is. it's a fantastic one of my favorite ones too. Mm-hmm. So so I, when you said nine, I was like, yeah, it's not surprising. It's good. Yeah, it's a great I, game. <laughs> it's a wonderful game, and that's a game that I can always go, kind of go back to has become my comfort game except with the jump rope that's not comfort at oh, all god yeah <laughs> we don't talk about the jump roping <laughs> when we talk about Final Fantasy 9 but that's a game that I can always go back to you know it's it's a game mm. that's helped me out um, mentally through a really dark time and that has a really special place in my heart yeah, which is which is worse to you, the jump roping or the uh, the pull up game in Seven Remake? Oh no, they're both bad. <laughs> but 
probably pull-ups. <laughs> the the pull-up game was, you know, I don't know what it was, but I beat that the second try on that, and I was oh, like, nice. but that get, I, it was just rhythm. But that get, but it is hard. <laughs> when I tried so to do it hard. again, I'm like, I can't do it. Oh god! <laughs> but the jump-up <laughs> game was a was a pain in the butt too. And then you have jewels <laughs> and and seven remake. You got jewels over here, just kind of like. Like I, I like I know the guy who voices Jules, and I'm like I love you, Alejandro. But I remember DMing him. It's like I love you, Alejandro, but your character Jules, I I can't, I can't with him. I cannot. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, you're welcome. That makes me happy because I mean, I did my job right." It's like I love you, Alejandro, but I hate Jules. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. It's like a love hate right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, you've already done your dream gig with Final Fantasy, but is there, do you have any more like, you know, gigs, that, like dream gigs that you have that you would want to play as or be in or participate? Oh, my God. I definitely Dragon Age or Mass Effect or something that I know will probably never get a remake. And that's Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> um, never say never. There's some, there's some rumblings on that one. That's, that's uh, so. Something that I have my clown shoes on for a while because I'm like, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, but I'm gonna keep these shoes on in case it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're very, you're very, you're very into like RPGs. I did not know that you're that heavily into it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think what started it was Super Mario RPG that kind of opened up a whole world of RPGs, and then I started playing more and more of them. So that was like the gateway. Mm. And then mm-hmm. I think after that was up of seven, and then I started playing other RPGs. But yeah. <laughs> oh, it just that's how it normally just goes. It's just like it just multiplies more and more. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's more and more. <laughs> There's other variations too, like other kind of like FPS and stuff, but it always comes back to RPG. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a very big I'm a very story driven person too. I totally understand that. Yeah. It's like uh you want to just sit down and just mess around with a whole different world and stuff. Like it's funny. I'm actually starting to uh I'm streaming um Chrono Trigger because I haven't played Chrono Trigger nice. in 20 years. And then I was like, okay, let me let me just see how this how good this game is. And I just forget and then just totally brings me back when I first played it back when I was a kid again. Yeah, it and brings back that wave like, of nostalgia. Oh God, yeah, and I mean, the, like those, but like Chrono Trigger, a game like Chrono Trigger is a game that you don't like. I would never, like, I would hate to see that being being remade like to a level yeah. of, like Final Fantasy. You know, it just, I just feel like that's the game that, that that's like you want to leave alone because it's it's just perfect. Yeah, it's like it it's classic, and you just don't want to touch it. You don't want to. It's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. But it's like one of those. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. Just like Mario RPG. So Mario RPG is the same way to me, too. It's oh, like definitely. I would hate to see it. Yeah, in like 3D graphics and stuff like, you know, like Switch graphics. It's like, no, just leave it the I way it is. Say, it's good. I would love to see Super Mario RPG on the Switch. I would be so happy, beyond happy, just to see that ported over to Switch. I'd be excited. Super excited. I'm actually surprised that they haven't already. You're totally right. right. That would be like, that's yeah, that would be a great game to have just portable, like all over the place. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool and uh, i mean and uh, i know we talked about a lot in your gaming like you do a lot of gaming uh stuff but i know you've done voices and anime like in pokemon and then in uh um and other series and stuff but like do you like prefer doing gaming gaming gigs over anime anime uh, gigs i do love both 
voicing in anime and video games, but I think because video games have such a strong place in my heart, I would definitely prefer video games just because it's kind of like going back. Like, you know how like a video game, if you play a a certain game, you feel kind of at home with that. Well, that's kind of how I feel with like recording for video games. It's like, I feel like at home just playing my games and it's like nostalgia comes through and it's like, I remember playing Mm -hmm. this and, and this and all the memories come back. So it's, Definitely video games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one, I mean, I'm not saying like anime is terrible for you, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know, like there's like, it's like, it's like, there's always a, there's always a good, a good pick and there's always, and there's always a great pick, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, I agree. <laughs> that kind of situation. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not trying to make you to choose your favorite, your favorite, uh, favorite kid or anything. Choose your favorite <laughs> child. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just wanted to uh, push that out. So no, there's no wrong answer in that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I just, but I definitely, I definitely would agree though. Like, especially, I mean, like, I think the creepy, like when you played, uh, pain will, cause that's, that was my main when I used to play skull girls, oh, nice. uh, skull girls and stuff. I'm just like, man, like your voice like she's kind of creepy like I, but, but her, her, her voice is perfect for that character because she's just a, she's she's weird she's a really weird like you know darkish neutralish i don't know character and i'm just like but uh but uh, but it, it just sounds like you were having so much fun playing her and things like that you know like it's I, uh, so okay that character put me in a really dark place, but I still had fun. I don't know if that makes sense. I was kind of depressed when I voiced her, but I also had a lot of fun just because of how satisfying her growls were. Um, mm-hmm. So when I auditioned for that, um, there's a story behind her voice and everything. Uh, first off, I'm going to tell any VA hopefuls, do not record in, a, in the bathroom, please. There's so <laughs> no. much reverb, there's so much echo, and you can't really hear the quality of the voice so please don't record mm. in the bathroom um <laughs> i recorded her in the bathroom uh the audition and i looked at um that was a game that i wanted to get into for a while um and uh i got an audition for her and they were looking for something that was animalistic um they wanted her to be very animalistic but also have kind of this like innocent girl quality as if it was an innocent girl trapped behind this monster which is that's exactly what pain will is and so i was thinking all right well let's take wolverine and we'll take bane put them together and that's kind of how that was my motivation for creating her and um wow. yeah so i kind of just thought of them the voice just kind of came out i didn't even really think about it i just thought about those two characters coming together and i'm like okay this is her this is exactly her and so when i got cast um i was told to kind of keep the growls like not as violent not make them as violent Mm -hmm. because they were telling me something about how uh, it'll change the rating of the game if the growls and screams are way too violent for this young girl and i'm like i didn't even know that was even a thing that if i I didn't know either yeah, I had no idea. So we had to try and tame her down a bit. So what you're hearing is a tamed down version of her. But the audition that I had for her, it was a lot more scary. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my I God. I think I still have I, the recording somewhere. I still you have. Got, I, I, I really want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, just to say that that's the tamed version is crazy that, to me. That's it's like the what? version of Pain Whale. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is really so insane. 
Yeah, and I got really, when it came to the character callouts, there was one name that they wanted me to be careful about saying because the, the just the way the voice sounds, it mm-hmm. was the name Peacock. They said, you cannot, you got to be careful when you, with the cock part, you got to be careful. You can't, it can't sound too forceful. It can't sound, and that was really hard because I think we did 10, 15 or 20 takes on just that one call out for Peacock. And I'm like, this is, this is something. <laughs> this is something. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, the, oh, that, that, that's I, like that is some interesting trials and tribulations that you had to have. It's like <laughs> it's like oh, you can't. Wow, that's She's like you can't have I, a, I love her so much. I love Painwell. Yeah, Painwell is great. It was a great. It was definitely. I mean, most of the characters of Skullgirls. I think Skullgirls did something that like that you for an indie fighting game. Had the, it hasn't done for like in a long time, which was, yeah. which yeah. So I mean, especially the the art, the style, everything was was original. But like, and then I just loved like, and then and I mean, I, I remember a long time ago when y'all when the 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 VA uh, was like you know going to conventions and stuff because I think you uh, Aaron Aaron Fitzgerald and stuff were like there. It's always it was always a fun time talking to all of y'all. But yeah, was, but I miss those times. Yeah, we go to Evo and or we do the Voices of Gaming series. That was fun too. I, I loved doing those. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it just seemed like y'all generally like to be around each other and stuff like that. You know, like I mean, it was just like it was just every time it was there it was always a party. And then, yeah. like, although then again, yeah. Although Aaron <laughs> is basically a walking party in herself. <laughs> so, I will. Just, I will say one thing about that game that. Um, it actually brought me and Aaron together because before mm-hmm. I worked on that game, I didn't really know who Aaron was. I didn't, I wasn't really close to her. I did not know anything about her except she was an Edda and Eddie and she was part of my childhood. And I, I, I loved her a lot. And so with <laughs> that game, as we were doing the voices of gaming videos, we started getting closer and we started getting to know mm-hmm. each other as just people and not by characters. And now mm-hmm. she's like, she's my sister. I, I love Aaron so much. So that game it created a lot of friendships and we are one mm-hmm. big family and I do love that. Oh yeah, definitely. I would definitely, I would definitely agree with that. We could definitely, like I said, it definitely showed. So, but uh, no, that, that's so cool. Uh, that's such a cool backstory to know about that, that there was a rated R version of pain. Will. All right. <laughs> all right. My last question. And I like to do that. I, I like to ask this for all voice actors I have on the show itself uh but like what is one of the craziest or weirdest lines that you say uh, that you had to say like you know it, it could be anything and it could be also out of co- i love it it's even better when it's out of context so so like uh uh like it could be anything that, in your mind like what was one of the things that you that you uh, that you had to say uh for one of the characters in the roles that you did so that one's kind of a hard question for me because i still haven't come across like i really haven't come across an experience like that. And that's something that I hope to have happen just so I have a story and I can remember it. But there was a game that I can kind of, I could kind of mention this a little bit because it did happen a little bit. There's this game called Earth Defense Wars 2025. And I was voicing one of the wing diver units. And there were a lot of lines that we had to say that a lot of them were out of context. And there was one, uh, they mentioned to me about the scenario about this line and the whole thing that was supposed to take place in this line. It's like, oh, this girl's stuck in a huge spider web and she's stuck there and someone has to rescue her out of it. And so one of the lines was like, I forgot. All I remember was I'm not special. 
And I'm like, that's sad. And so I, I wouldn't say that's out of context, but I guess it was just a weird, it was a memorable line. That was the only line that I remember is I'm not special, like to be rescued out of this big spider web. And this doctor, the doctor said, yeah, you are. You're special. And I'm like, I don't know, that that line sounds really sad. It's like she's in this spider web. She could become spider dinner. She's saying, I'm not special to be rescued out of this. And I'm like, that's sad. Yeah, that seems it seems out of place. That's there, what it sounds yeah, like. There you were know, quite a bit of like, lines that were like that. <laughs> but that was the one that it's I remember like the a, most. It's kind of like a person asking, hey, what would you like to order? And you say, oh, it's a quarter past two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of that, that kind of exactly. thing. It just doesn't seem like a fit. No, you're totally, you're totally right, though. <laughs> like, no, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. See, even in, te- in out of context, that's even that's just weird. <laughs> so there so you go. Weird. It's like you're getting rescued and you're like, oh, I'm not special. It's like that's the first thing you have to say. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm stuck in a cobweb, and it's like that's the thing that you're going to reply back to. I'm not special. It's I'm like, special. wow, you are in it. <laughs> you're in a really dark place right now. If you're going to be thinking that that, yeah. <laughs> that right now, oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, well, hey Danielle, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug, like plug, like uh, where anyone could like to see you or or follow you on social media, any or any projects you're planning on doing? This is the time that I like people to promote themselves here. Yeah. Um, so, um, I know there's a few things that I can't talk about yet, but, um, I am in a game called Monster Camp. I think the Switch port came out. I don't know if it was in Europe or it, it came out somewhere. I saw a tweet about it. It came out yesterday on Valentine's Day. I think it might have been the Switch. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danielle MCBO. All right, perfect, Danielle. It was great to geek out with you. It was really awesome to to finally to finally do this uh, do this with you. It was great. Uh, thank you so much uh, for thank being you on our for show. Having me, this is so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, guys, if you want to check out more uh, more awesome interviews like this one, you could always check us out on our website confreaksgeeks.com, or you can listen to it uh, on any podcast services out there. We're on Apple, Google, uh, Verbal, whatever what have you it's out there <laughs> out there in the ether so so guys once again this is davis signing off y'all take it easy <laughs> <laughs>